Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. We have an amazing band coming back on with us tonight. Their name is Nove, and they are a pop rock band out of New Jersey. And I'm really excited to have them back on tonight. And before I bring them on, just going to tell people about the concept of my show, especially if uh, we have new people tuning in tonight for the first time. Um, just to give some background information in brief, um, I'm a clinical psychologist. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and I'm also a singer-songwriter. And I really launched the show as a forum to support people in the entertainment industry. Um, I've personally managed everything that I do from managing my own music. I write for some magazines, currently uh, do this talk show uh, for various types of entertainers out there. And I've done everything on my own, and I really thought it would be important to have a forum to bring people on to support them and spread the, the names of my guests to the masses to help them get their names out there. As we know, the entertainment industry has changed dramatically over the years, and um, this is one of the ways that we're helping people get their names out there is through the use of the Internet and having shows like this. So if you are tuning in for the first time, please create a blog talk radio account, and you can join us in the chat room. Um, I will be going back and forth between the chat room to ask uh, questions if anyone has them, or you can call in tonight, and I posted that information in the chat room to 805-243-1320. So just a couple of things to please keep in mind. Um, although I'm a clinical psychologist and at times we do talk about entertaining stories and different experiences we've all encountered, the show is not meant by any means to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, also, if you want to talk about any specific uh, entertaining stories or events, I just kindly request that you keep any um, identifying information that might uh, identify who a person is or an organization anonymous so that we don't embarrass anyone, even though we will be likely talking about some embarrassing experiences. Um, at the end of the show, I'll give some information about how you can become a guest, and please feel free. We have at least 50 podcasts now available on my show. Feel free to check out any of the podcasts. Nove was on a couple of weeks prior, and uh, check out their podcast. It's really goes over in great detail who they are as a band, how they came together. So we'll probably touch on some of that stuff tonight, but I really want to focus tonight on their upcoming shows that they have coming up, which I'm going to plug in a moment, and, you know, get into more of their heads about what it's like behind the scenes in the music industry. We're going to talk about different types of concepts tonight I felt would be um, interesting to tie in marketing, promotion, since we're really going to be honing in on promoting their shows tonight and uh, get some words of wisdom and advice from them, as well as uh, tie in some entertaining stories with these types of concepts that we talk about tonight. So, again, if you are tuning in for the first time, we are going to be interviewing the pop rock band Nove. You can check them out at novemusic.com, and that's spelled N-O-V-A-E. Again, I have their name and their website and everything else is in the chat room, too, so you can go right there to get their specific information. So we want to talk about tonight how they are going to be having two amazing upcoming shows this week. They're going to be performing Thursday, December 1st at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And then on Friday, they're going to be uh, December 2nd at the Trocadero Theater in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
So you can purchase tickets right now by going to novaymusic.com. So please go to their site. We want to support them. We want to get tons of people to go to their shows. I'm planning on going to the uh, Stone Pony show, and that's going to be an awesome show. I can't wait to see these guys live. And also, we're going to be playing two of their songs tonight. Um, We're going to be playing Away From Me, which is personally my favorite, and I was actually listening to it all day today in my car. It's just an awesome song. And we're also going to play be playing their other hit single, Broken Days. So we're going to check that out tonight, too. All right, so without further ado, let's start bringing them on the air. We have uh, three of the members coming on, so I'll bring them on each individually so I can see uh, who's who here. Okay, so this is the first one. Who's this? Hello? Are you there, 917? Hello? Hello? Maybe this is not one of the members. Hold on a second. Put that person on hold. Okay. You're on the Carrie Edelman Show? Hello. Hey. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. This is Rich. This is Rich. Okay. Different number. (laughs) I'm just trying. Where is this a different number? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to keep track of all the different numbers in the chat room right now. Um, Okay. So we got Rich. All right. And then let me, the first, I don't know. This one was weird. I brought the other person on, but there was no one there. So hold on a second. Sure. Okay. Is this Mark now? I'm here. Okay. So we got Mark and we got Rich. Yep. Good. You're there. (laughs) Now, is Kevin calling in too? He's at a bowling alley, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, he was at a bowling alley. He was at a bowling alley last time. I don't know if you remember all the noise, but that did yes, turn out to be where that. he was. Yeah, that was. So. yeah it'll, it'll just be it's, the two of us today. We'll make some noise for you. Oh, okay. All right, then this wasn't you guys. The first person I brought on is either someone that's just listening online through the uh, through the phone line or it's someone who has questions. So we'll keep them on hold for right. a couple minutes. I tried to bring them on, but they didn't. Unfortunately, they didn't make any uh, any sounds when I tried to bring them on. So, okay. Well, so Carrie, I got to tell you something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to ruin any surprise, but you know we haven't played away from me in over a year. Um, but it's really? going to be in the set. it's going to be in the set on Thursday, and I don't know if Richie did that special just for you or what. But um, yeah. Aww. We were... Did you? No. <laughs> did you guys? Richie. Did you? You got it, man. Absolutely. Really? Uh, I know it's oh one of Carrie's God. favorites, That's so awesome. we're going to throw it out there. We're, we're dusting it off and putting it in a set for you. Thank you so much. That is so, oh, wow, I appreciate that so much. That's very, wow, really cool. I don't even know. I don't even have words to express. But, yeah, I and you're not going disapp- to be disappointed because it sounded, we, we rehearsed last night, and it just sounded like a million bucks. I don't know how it awesome. ever made its way out of the set, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, I'll, t- I'll talk to Richie about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys cannot, you guys can manage that off the air. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, yeah. that's awesome. That's great. I was, um, I was actually listening to the, the EP a lot today on my way to work and on my way back. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And each time I listen to it, I love it more. So, I mean, I'm talking about the cool. whole entire EP too, not just away from me. <laughs> so, very cool. Very cool, guys. So, yeah, why don't we start out by, um, again, having you guys plug the upcoming shows and also feel free to, you know, include any other bands that are going to be on the bill with you. Sure. Um, This Thursday, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we'll be at the Stone Pony Asbury Park. Um, 
joining us. Uh, the, well, the whole, I'll just preface it by saying um, we call this the Avengers Tour, and, and the point of the tour was to uh, kind of get together and make a full bill show totally in our control with some of our favorite bands in the area. Um, so we teamed up with a couple of powerhouses from, you know, Central Jersey Shore. Um, mm-hmm. We've got Matt Kay. He's a, uh, he's a Jam Award winner um, for Best uh, Male Vocal, Best Male Artist. Um, we've got Jersey Jung. Uh, she's just dynamite. I mean, she's like a piano-driven sort of a Sarah McLaughlin meets like uh, uh, Annie DeFranco. You know, I mean, she's just dynamite. Her band will be cool. there. Um, we've got the trio, Cat. Kat Cosentino, um, Eric Cooper on cello, and Jeff Rupert on uh, on keys. And then uh, following those three acts will be Nove. So that's Thursday. Awesome. Um, doors will be at about, I think, 7 o'clock. It's an all-ages show, so feel free to show up. Um, Friday will be at the Troc, um, otherwise known as the Trocadero Theater down in Philly. Um, doors for that are 7.30, and our set will be at 8.50. We'll be on uh, two bands before the headliner, Anthony Renzulli. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing week for you guys, so that's that's really cool. Is this the first time you guys have done two shows back-to-back like this in a while, or I know you um, play we, regularly you know, out at some local places. Yeah, um, this, I think this will be the first time that we've done two um, shows at, you know, at larger venues back-to-back. Cool. Very yeah, cool. so we're, it's it's really exciting week. We're we're really looking forward to it. We and we've really got some dynamite bands that we're playing with. So I think that's the most exciting part. Yeah, no, that's that's so important. Like you're saying, to put together, yeah. you know, a bill of bands that really, you know, gel well together, that have a similar type of genre going on. I've had my experiences. I'm sure you guys can talk about that. Where you're, you know, put with mm-hmm. some bands that you're just totally an outcast from and stand out like a sore thumb, and that can just make all the difference. Or you know, sometimes make it even just a not great experience. So, Absolutely. <laughs> um, yep. cool, cool. See, so I thought tonight I was trying to think of something creative and different to do um, for the show since, you know, we had you guys on before. And again, for anyone who's tuning in, please check out the original podcast that we had a few weeks back with Nove, and it talks about their coming together as a band and their experiences, and you can really get a good feel for um, who this band is and where they're going. So tonight I felt, you know, it would be interesting to do some more behind-the-scenes stuff with you guys, get some feedback in terms of suggestions on how you go about marketing your band, booking shows, and also tying in some humorous and entertaining stories with it. So I thought that would be something, you know, different and unique to do. Got plenty of those for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. So why don't we start out, since we're talking about booking shows in general, and I don't think maybe you guys can comment on this. Um, I was just thinking about this before the show started. You know, do you agree that there is a craft to, you know, booking a show, promoting your band, advertising? Because many people probably think, oh, you just, you know, walk into a venue or call a venue up and say, hey, I want my band to play there. And I think there's more to it, you know, especially that goes into something like that than just picking up the phone or sending emails to try to get a show. So why don't you yeah. talk about the process and some of the things that you guys do, and then you know, tell some entertaining stories as you're talking about booking shows and the different <clears throat> steps you guys go through. Richie, sure. before you jump uh, on that, I just, before you jump it. on that, dude, I, I just want to say something, um, especially <laughs> with with your background, Carrie. I mean, okay. I know you said that there is no formal therapy on the show, but by the time we get <laughs> done with booking stories, I'm going to need to lay on a couch. 
uh, and possibly get an enema. So, okay. Well, we can, we can mean, talk off the air, Mark. <laughs> okay. Cause let, I have let no me tell problem you talking off the air. I don't know. I think something New Jersey is off. This is, this is a whole new can of worms for me. I mean, um, okay. the, the booking has been a nightmare, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I don't. I, I don't even get how it works here. You know, from Florida was a different experience. But Richie, why don't you okay. go through what it takes to get us booked into some of these rooms? Because uh, at sure. this point, uh, all I want to do is just play the guitar, <laughs> and I'll, you just tell me where to go, and I'll be there. I don't want to deal so, with it. So, real quick, Rich, before you jump into that, are you primarily the one who books the shows? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, you're pretty much okay. Yeah, we, and, and I've, yeah, I mean, we I've all, we all do our part, but uh, right. And I, I can believe me, Mark. I can appreciate what Rich goes through because I played at the Pony. You know, it's been a couple of years, and I did play at the Trocadero Theater also a couple of years ago. So, again, I know this process, and it's not fun, and you get yelled at when you don't sell enough tickets, and it's just <laughs> <laughs> so. Believe me, I have you my own horror yourself. stories. But go ahead, Rich. Yeah. Let's let you uh, let you take the lead. But you know, to touch on what Mark said about about specifically booking in New Jersey, um, you know, we get kind of packaged up as New Jersey, New York City, um, and I think, you know, the the benefit of that is that there's so many venues, there's so many outlets, and there's so many channels, mm-hmm. you know, for you to go through. Um, in the same breath, that's the challenging part is there are so many places you can you can touch on. And so many, you know, so much competition out there. I mean, there's so many bands that right. want to play in the same rooms you do, um, and they may or may be ready to play these rooms. And I think, um, you know, over time, I think the venues have gotten a little cautious on who they want to let in, you know, let mm-hmm. in the door. Um, are they going to stink the place up or are they going to pack the house, you know? So um, kind of weeding, making yourself stand out and kind of weeding through the, well, through the weeds is uh, is, is the challenge, Um getting the venues to trust who you are before you even set foot in the door, I think is, is your primary hurdle. Um, but and I, that's you know, a great if I were point. How do you, advice, yeah. So how do you get the venues to trust you? That's, that's a great point. I mean, exactly, when they don't know who you it. are. Right. It's a chicken and yeah. egg thing. I mean, you get these exactly. guys that, you know, um, like we've done, we've got into some venues because say, say there were some contests that we jumped in and then they mm-hmm. see us and they're like, man, we want to bring you guys back. And we're like, that's terrific. You know, that was a one way to get in the venue because they saw us because of, you know, some uh, event we were in. And then they're like, they want us back. So when we call them back, they're like, all right, well, you got to guarantee me 100 people. Well, I can't drive out to 100 houses and dress these people, you know, and spank their ass and put them in a car. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, how do I guarantee that? A hundred mm-hmm. people can make it to a show. I mean, I, I want to ring. I want to ring a club owner's neck when he says that to me, and, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, Richie. Richie probably wouldn't want me to be client facing in these kind of situations. You know, Marky, you just tune your guitar, get up there and play it, and don't talk to the club owners because I would go crazy <laughs> with that. Okay, yeah, I can't I, guarantee. Much a- you know, I can tell you that we're going to go play our ass off, and I hope that it doesn't rain mm-hmm. or snow. So that I can guarantee you a hundred people, but I have, you know, I have no way to tell you how many people are going to come through that door. Not yet, anyway. Right. You know. Right. You, you yeah. get where I'm going. And then, you know, if you do a show in, like, for instance, if we do a show in Asbury Park, how many people are now going to turn around and and go over to Philly when they just saw us? 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you really so have to target got, different populations. Yeah. So you got that. You got yep. that challenge too. And and there there is no guarantee. I mean, I can you cannot physically say I'm going to have a hundred people in this room for you. We're gonna we're gonna come and we're gonna play our ass off. We're gonna email our our list and we're gonna hope mm-hmm. for the best. You know. Right. And it's a, it's a good point you brought up, Marky, too. Um, you know, I I think one of the one of the the crafts to master in booking is not oversaturating your your region. You know, you, you don't really want to play shows back to back that are like really close to one another right. obviously because you know people you know we wouldn't we wouldn't play you know uh wonder bar after booking a show at the stone pony the, the night right. before it just wouldn't make right. sense you know so you, you kind of want to be careful you don't want to play too much you don't want to play too little you want people to remember who you are in the region you want to get some face time with fans you definitely want to get on stage um but it's uh it's, it's it really is it's a it's a craft and it and it takes a lot of practice and a lot of persistence because, um, you know, you reach out to these club owners and, hey, you know, I have a band, Nove, um, we've done XYZ, you've heard us on MTV, you've heard us here and there, you can ask, you know, you got all these references. And, right. you know, these guys get inundated with emails. And, and I mean, I, I think the latest stat was, I think there's 17,000 bands in New Jersey. Wow. I mean, so you, you got to think, That's you know, 17,000 hungry bands who are willing to just play anywhere. Um, and obviously they're going to reach out to the Stone Ponies. You know, they they they're not going to want to put their bones in at, at Dive Bar X Y Z. Um, so you kind of have to earn their trust out of the gate. And you know, there, there's a fine line between being persistent and being annoying. You know, they see right. you emailing exactly. them, you know, three times a day. They're just going to keep deleting you. They might even block your 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 ISP. So you know, you have to kind Absolutely. of be. Uh, yeah, it's it's really a it's a balanced thing. It's a uh, it's a notes and spaces kind of thing. Just like songs, you know, songs themselves. You, know, you want to know when not to play hard. Um, that that'll make the song just as uh, just as great. Right. So you were gonna. I know Mark was. We were all talking. You were gonna talk about some of the tips and some of the suggestions that you have. So you know, what are some of the steps that you take that you can concretely, you know, in very simple terms, outline for people? who are looking mm-hmm. to book their first show, book their 50th show? I think whether you're a beginner or an advanced band, um, I think step number one is do your research. If if, mm-hmm. if you if you know the manager's name, you know, do your due diligence and find out who the person is you have to speak to. I'm not a fan of kind of throwing everything up against the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, you want to check out the club. You know, you want to see – which bands play there? You know, are, does your band even fit in that venue? You know, if, if you're an if you're an adult contemporary group, you don't want to go playing at a punk bar because you're going to get hit with a beer bottle. You know, so you kind of right. want to you, you want to do that research up front, get to know the venue before they know you, and uh, you know, show them that you're interested in playing there. Not you're not just using them to get yourself on stage. I think that's that's probably the best place to start for any band. Um, mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I think the key is really developing um, a feel for for how often you have to reach out. Because I can guarantee you, if you have if you don't have a personal relationship with these people and you're just cold calling them, your email is probably going to slip through the cracks. That first email or that first phone call, right. it, it's it's right. you know it's going to be forgotten. So you want to just kind of poke your head out every now and again and say, hey, remember when we spoke a couple weeks back? 
you know, can can we discuss something, you know, as open, what are your dates? And that actually goes back to research, too. I mean, know which dates you want to play there. Know which dates they're available. You know, hey, I noticed mm-hmm. you guys have an open February 8th. I think Nove would be a great fit there. You know, kind of, kind of you think, want to speed that plant. <clears throat> I, I think that the direction we're going with this thing that we're doing at the Stone Pony with a couple of different groups um, is is a smart move, um, and not just for us. I mean, for 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 other other bands as well. If you if you get two or three bands together, and now you group your following, and you book as opposed mm-hmm. to booking a time slot, you book an evening, right? With these three bands, that now instead of bringing in 50 people, they can maybe bring in 150 people. Because I kind of, you know, from the point of the club owner who might be listening tonight, you know, and he's like, well, well, you know, what the hell do you expect me to do? How do I, how do I know that I'm not going <laughs> to lose my behind? You know what I mean? And 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 right. I get that, you know. So it, it's got to work for for everybody. So deal is, like, let's say, you know, we've played with Saigon Bullets before, like in Hoboken. So let's say we get together with that group and one other group, and now you're combining all of our fans, and their fans get to know us, our fans get to know them, and you're like, you know, that was a pretty cool night. The three bands are going to be playing at this other joint in about a month and a half. We're going to go out and see them together again. You know, now you're you're bringing in a small entourage into the club. That's what the club owner think, wants. That's what, you yeah, know, I think that's, that's what a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea. And that's not something when I was playing shows, I didn't think of that. And that just it makes a lot of sense because you're exactly right. You're going to create a following. You're going to have a couple of other good bands that gel well, you know, with your sounds and what you're putting out there. And, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a key. Yeah, and if yeah. anyone remembers the uh, the original interview we had with you a couple weeks back, we touched on the power of, you know, having a strong network. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's basically a, a numbers game, right? I mean, you tell a club owner, look, you know, we're showing up with four bands, and each of these bands knows, you know, all, all of our fans are fans of the other bands. So you're going to have a full house all night. No one's going out after band two because they want to stick around to see Nové and vice versa. That's you know, Nové fans are showing up two hours earlier because they want to see Jersey Jung and Cat, you know? Right. So, right. That's a great point. Yeah, a way to stack the cards in your favor. Mhm. Mhm. Definitely. And the the icing on the cake is that if at that venue you do have the pizza in the cup, well, that's just like a (laughs) freaking Yahtzee. (laughs) (laughs) That's a what? So that's a Yahtzee. That's a Yahtzee. But um. Yeah, Yahtzee. But I got to tell you, um, last time I was at the Stone Pony, I, I was invited to go see a show like last minute. The neighbor had an extra ticket. And uh, I hopped in the car and I'm thinking, okay, so this is like, you know, a three band show, big night. They got to have the pizza in the cup. Right. No. No pizza. No. The pizza in the cup. No. No pizza in the cup. How long ago was that? I will. I would say it was a good uh, what, eighteen months ago or something somewhere in that wow. area. So a little over you know, a year ago since we've seen Pizza in a Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, we'll get really? toast on a stick, something like that. But I, I know. I hope get, so. Uh, <laughs> but God forbid, uh, you and I have a date at the Pizza in a Cup stand if she. Happens I know to we be do, there. Mark. We do. I know. I was really two, looking forward to that. <laughs> one order, two spoons. We're hanging out. It's like going to be a little party. 
Nove and, and Carrie ahead, Edelman Rich. fans, as my as my witness to Nove and Carrie Edelman fans, if there is a pizza and a cup stand at the Pony on Thursday, we will set up the merch table right next to it. Marky, I promise oh. you that. That's a promise I'm right gonna, now. My pants are going to be at my ankles if it's, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm just dropping trout. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's good. You guys are entertaining. You're amazing musicians, and you're also very funny. So that's great. Well, you know what? I love it. You know what? After after you know after we did the first show, I can't tell you how many people reached out, you know, to say, "Hey, heard the show, great thing." And there were, uh, you know, there was always a comment about that. The pizza in the cup stand, you know. I mean, it's just hilarious. I, I you that's know, awesome. you never know. How many listeners we have when we do this? I have no way of of knowing what's going on out there, but I'm sure that uh, you know some of our friends are out there. We've been you know pretty much on Facebook. It's plastered all over the place. So right, uh, right. You know we don't want to disappoint anyone tuning in. You know what I mean? Right. I mean we got we got folks <laughs> listening from Brooklyn for crying out loud. Brooklyn. Nice. Very Jeez. cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well, it's definitely a nice inside joke or maybe more obvious joke now that we all have, which is great. So I really <laughs> I really enjoy that. No so, um, yeah, so, so getting back to some more entertainment, entertaining sorry, stories. Again, it's been a long day in corrections. You have to remember where I work during the day. Um, mm. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, selling tickets now, promoting. You know, how do you guys feel about that concept, especially with, and I'm assuming New York shows are very similar, with having to sell a certain amount of tickets and tie in some entertaining stories if you did sell enough tickets or if you didn't sell enough tickets? Sure. Um, you know, well, Webster Hall, it's Webster entertaining Hall, enough. Right? Yeah, Webster Hall was interesting. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, it's entertaining enough just to kind of watch yourself run around in circles trying to peddle these tickets around. Um, right. But, uh, I, like I said, I, I think the trick is um, – you kind of want to personalize. You know, you don't want you don't want to make people feel like uh, like all you need them for is a ticket sale because you I know, know having a fan, I know. you know having a fan is really what it's it's what it's all about. I mean, you want to make friends and you you want fans for life. You know, you want people to mm-hmm. to to love Nove for the music, obviously, and for that personal touch. I mean, I always try to reach out to people one on one if they if they take the time out to email. And say, man, love that show, love the CD. I mean, that, you know, that's not only a fan for life; that's a new friend that you've made. You know, so uh, absolutely, you, you, kind of, you, you want that balance. You really do. You want that personal touch. Um, I don't know if I have any interesting stories with with ticket sales, yeah. other than you know, we did set up a PayPal for the truck tickets um, because okay. we had a bunch of tickets up for presale. So we figured, well, rather than trying to go door to door like some kind of crazy Mormon. We want to just, uh, you know, make it easier for people to to go and click the uh, mark. You like the Mormon joke? Good. <laughs> I love it. Right. Made me want to get out a pair of drumsticks. Inside joke, everyone. We apologize, but uh, you know, you want to click that paper. You want to make it easy for them. Obviously, um, I mm-hmm. personally mail out any ticket that's bought online. You know, if you buy a ticket from Nove online, it's getting mailed right from me. Um, we did have a couple people say that they went on PayPal, so I sent some tickets. I had some nice envelopes all set with a little thank you note, and I went to check the PayPal account, and you know, we got we got nothing in there, no new purchases oh, since uh, you know since a couple of days oh, ago. So you know that's that's a little that's a little fun, you know. But um, 
other than that, it's just you just got to get out there. You get out there and meet people. One of my personal goals for the year was um, don't be afraid to make friends with a perfect stranger. You know, you, you meet somebody mm-hmm. at a show. Someone comes up to you. You don't know them from Adam. They've never heard of your band. They just, they're just there to have fun, and now they want to come up to you. Make friends with that person. You know, get their, get their email address and, and, and say, hey, how's it going every once in a while? You know, it's, it doesn't hurt to know people. And I, you know, I can't agree with you more, Rich. I mean, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, and this has been my experience, is, you know, I've met some amazing musicians that I've become really close friends with, and, you know, those are the people that I truly value, and I know they support me and I support them. But, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys have encountered this along the way, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, are very egocentric and narcissistic. They're out there for themselves. Like you said, they just look at you as that, you know, uh, as a business savvy, you know, expense to buy a ticket from them. And I do agree how important it is, and it's very time-consuming to make sure that you do keep up with these people and sh- express your appreciation for them um, because you're right. If you don't have these people, you know, in your corner supporting you, then what are you going to do in terms of shows with people coming out to see you? Um, but Absolutely. I don't think people really understand how important that is. And I do the same thing. I mean, with this radio show and just the other things I do, I mean, it's it's getting to the point where I can't even manage all the different social media sites I have. But, you know, I'll take those extra two hours on the weekend and, you know, comment back on someone's post or send that personal email or, yeah, I know what you mean, though. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And yeah. then, you know, it, has to, it has to mean something to you as the artist to want to take that time out. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, to me. To me, it's fun. You know, it, it's it's fun meeting new people, and it's always great when you when you get feedback. And I always try to share it with the band. If someone reaches out to me directly, I'll say, "Guys, look, check out what so and so just said about the show Thursday." You know, it just feels good. It, it kind of keeps you going. Yeah, and it is those little things. I don't think people realize that it is those little things. Rather than focusing on, you know, if someone. You know, like me, my music's on a lot of internet stations. Unfortunately, I'm, I'd love to be on Sirius Radio someday, but I'm not there. That's okay. But, you know, there's been a lot of people in my, you know, past that have, you know, anything I achieved, if it was too little, like the internet's not big enough, oh, well, why aren't you on Sirius? Or, you know, i got a placement here. Well, why isn't it in a major film? You know what I mean? And it's like those are the little steps that you need to take. You can't run before you walk, so to speak. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Okay. Well, that being said, let's take a let's take a break and check out at least my favorite song, uh, "Away from Me." And uh, why don't you guys introduce it again? Uh, here's a song from us, Nove. Um, this song is called "Away from Me," recorded out in Boston with uh, Anthony Resta and Mr. Karyati Sudija, our engineer extraordinaire. Um, mm-hmm. Enjoy it, everyone. All right, everyone. We'll be back in a moment. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. You just heard Away From Me off of Nove's EP, and definitely check it out by going to iTunes or NoveMusic.com. And again, be sure to check out one of their shows this week, Thursday, December 1st at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and Friday, December 2nd at the Troc, also known as the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia. And again, you can purchase tickets by going to NoveMusic.com. All right, and you guys should be back on now. Hello. 
Okay, cool. Hello, hello. So awesome song You know, Terry, it, it just occurred to me, I, I listened to the song, I have a really fun fact about that song away from me. Okay. Um, in the intro of the song, I'm not sure how familiar the listeners are with instruments, but the the key the keyboard in the intro that ba da da da, that's actually a Fender Rhodes keyboard, and and uh, I found out during the recording of that song that at one point in time that actual keyboard belonged to Stevie Wonder, and wow. For for me, you know, sitting at that when I found that little tidbit out, I mean, it was like. I felt like they were clouds under me. It was just unbelievable. So next time you guys hear that song and you listen to it again, um, just keep in mind that that little, that little keyboard riff that's being played in the beginning by me, that's being played on mm-hmm. Wonder's keyboard. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's just like so surreal, being able to sit down to something like that and know that he uh, played on that. So that's amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was, it was Very an honor cool. to, to play the thing. Nice. Nice, very cool. Now, do you think the, sorry, I mean, you didn't mean to take you off track. It just, it just hit me. No, no, no. <laughs> Carrie, do you think the guitar solo is like too nuts? Isn't it like oh, no, overbearing for that, in that song? song? Are no, you serious? No, I think it fits really well. No, I do. I, I, and I'm like, I fought, I fought to calm it down. It was the first thing that I played. I mean, right out of the gate, they're like, all right, Mark, go ahead and cut the solo. And I played that. And I'm like, oh, man, that's too hairy. And they're like, no, 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 it's staying. And I'm like, dude, it's too hairy for that song. And they wouldn't, no, I they like wouldn't it. let me. Oh. I think it has a lot of dynamic. I think it has a lot of dynamics and layers to the song. It's the first time I heard that mix come back, I, I was listening to it. And I and I think I, I told you, Mark, I called you on the phone after I heard it. And I said, you're just kind of getting used to my voice. And it's like, oh, wow, listen to this guy. He sounds so sweet, right? And then, like, in whips, like, the, the Tasmanian <laughs> devil and just, like, blows all the books off the shelf and then just comes in and out, you know, because the, the solo is maybe, like, eight, eight, 16 bars long or so. And then it just, like, comes in, makes a mess of things and just goes out. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I think I think it really adds a neat dynamic to the song because the song is this, like, you know, beautiful ballad and then you have that come in. And, no, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's very well placed. Yeah. Oh, well. You've got two fans, Marky. Two fans on your side for that for that solo. <laughs> All right. What am I going to do? I'm going to do it lick for lick on Thursday. I promise you that. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to. Oh, I'm not going to come no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, whatever's on the record, you pretty much get live. That's for sure. No. Well, no. I think it's. You, know, you guys are just such amazing musicians, and I think it fits very well. Very well. But again, remember, Mark, you're always your own worst critic, too. So you have to take a step back, you know what I mean, and kind of let some other people sometimes guide you, too. So. Yeah, I let, yeah. I let Richie call that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you fought so to get Broken inter- Days on the record. You know, it's the least I can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, and we'll play that one shortly. Um, definitely. So here's an interesting question I had for you guys, and I'm, I'm sure it's rhetorical in a sense. But uh, how important do you think appearance is in terms of being on stage with in terms of your attire, whether it's coordinating something in terms of what you're wearing or having a theme going on? What is your perception on that? Yeah, I obviously yeah, don't that's, care. That's a I'm question. a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, that's go good. ahead, Richie. You take it. You take it because oh. I'll – Destroy that. I hear you. I hear you. So for us. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, We don't focus a lot on the on the image. 
Um, okay. Yeah, I think I'm I not, think it is just important. To, just you know, to digress, don't get me wrong. Rich, not, I'm not saying image in the sense of you know I've seen bands that they look like rock stars. I'm not saying image, but I'm saying mm-hmm. having something going on where you look like all right, this looks like it's a band, and it doesn't have to be you know your your total A game, but just do you yeah, think yeah. there's an importance mm-hmm. to it? You know, I, I, think, guess, I you think know, you know what, you know what, I I do want to take that, Richie. I do want to take Go that. For it, man. I think I, I think it. it's I think it's look. I think it's really important to to, mm-hmm. to look like that and to look like a band for for uh, you know people that are trying to get on a major label. They definitely want to see that vibe and that whole rock star image. But I think we mm-hmm. have almost none of it. We we have almost none of that. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't and, say and that. that might be, your... that might that might be to a fault. Well, where do you see us? I mean, honestly, because I, I I think that what what I've always done, and probably wrongly, now that I look back, you know, um, is I've always tried to just let the music be the key. You know, the songwriting, um, the musicianship. Mm-hmm. Like people are going, but people really do dig that whole look at those guys they're the band like i saw a band at stone pony a couple weeks back and i mean you could tell they all got their hair cut by the same chick and i mean they looked like a band it was it was really cool to be honest with you like if i you know i i would have loved to have been in that band you know but um right just and it's not that it's not that i think it's wrong it's just that we really don't have it i mean I can't tell you how many times I'm up there in a thermal with a T-shirt over it, and that's fine for but, me. That's about wait, wait, wait. No, but a, I'm, wait. I'm looking. I'm looking at you guys right now. I'm on your Facebook page. I'm looking at your pictures, and I think that's fine. I think you guys and I'm. I'm into like fashion and things like that. Not 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 over the top like couture stuff, but I think you guys look great. I'm talking about people who go up there in like a freaking subway T-shirt and a really well, bad right. pair of plaid shorts. You know, that's what I'm. You guys. I think you look great, Mark. I think you look fine in the, in the carpe diem and your 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 thermal underneath it. I think that's perfect. I'm glad you, you said know, carpe diem because that's probably I'm probably going to break that out <laughs> out of the closet come Thursday. Jeez, uh, now you thir- blew that's it. A Thursday suit. <laughs> that's a Thursday suit. Thursday suit. I think you know, Carrie. I think um, I think the important thing to keep in mind for any musician is, at the end of the day, right? Music is about being true to yourself, and I think. The way you look on stage, um, you know, unless you're like this, like, polished band coming right to Sony's gate with $2 million of, of advertising behind you, I think if you're, if you're like that, you know, Mark's thermal with his T-shirt, to me, that's Mark. You know, that, that's, right. that, that's, his, that's his persona. That's his attitude. Mark brings that, hey, man, I don't give a damn what you guys think <clears throat> about me add to the stage. And I think it, it speaks – you know, it, it's it's communicated through his music. You know, that look is him. You know, uh, right. you know the four of us. We as long as you're up there looking presentable, I think, and and you're honest with yourself. I mean, if you're not the kind of person that wears suits every day, if you go up there trying to look like the Beatles wearing suits, you're not going to play well because you're just going to be so out of your game. You know, you're going to be right. so off. Right. I agree. And, and focus on your look, not uncomfortable. So, you know, you don't want to wear a sweatsuit up there. You know, you don't want to wear your pajamas. Right. <laughs> um, you just you just kind of want to wear something that makes you feel like uh, you don't have people looking at you while you're playing your instrument. I agree. I think, like you said, something that you feel comfortable in and something that's presentable. Because um, yeah. believe me, my experiences. Oh my gosh, when I, you know, was putting stuff together for my solo project, it was hard because I was had people coming from different 
whatever in terms of how they like to look. And I, you know, I said, look, I don't care. Just like a cool pair of dark color, dark wash jeans and like a black t-shirt. Like that's all I wanted. Oh my, you know, it was like people showing up with a baseball cap. Like it just, it didn't look good. <laughs> and you know, yeah. I was can more I, can of a Can I tell you a quick story band. about New York City? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm not going to mention any names. Um, or yeah. I wanted to mention the place, but Mark, I'm sure you, I sure you know where I'm going with this. So we played this little underground club in the city and a really cool spot. And this band goes on. They were actually pretty good, right? But what they were wearing, there was a four-piece male band. Now, these guys all had on thermal onesies with no undergarments. Now, no. Now, I mean, yeah. now and like the, the arm and the armholes cut from like, you know, the entire ribs were hanging out the side. It was like a little bit too much information. It was yeah. a lot oh of information gosh. on that one stage. And it was like, I mean, granted, we were like, we were down in the village, right? So, like, anything goes down there, right? But right. at the same time, I mean, hey, at least they were uniform, right? I mean, they were all wearing the same thing. But, my God, you want to talk about They were great, though. They were, they they were, were presenting such a, cool a lot band. of things. I remember yeah, the guitars being real really good. But, good. you know, the, talk about a New York story. So, so they do their thing, right? And they get off, right. and we go on, right? And we do our show, then we're done. And this solo dude comes up there, and he's got a drum machine and a trumpet, right? And he, he listen, I'm not kidding. He comes up to me, and he says this. I, I kid you not. He goes, hey, man, my guitarist just showed up, but he doesn't have his guitar with him. Can he use your guitar? And oh, I'm like, man. I'm like, wait a minute. How does your guitar player show up without a guitar? Wait, wait, oh, remind me to God. tell you a story when you're done. I'll tell you a similar no, story, but I go mean, ahead. I, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the end of the story. But, you know, it's like, listen, you know, if the guy forgot a cable, I get it, you know? Right. You could use my cable. Right. The guy, you know, if the guy forgot, a, you know, a pick, you know, or but you don't, you, you don't forget <laughs> your guitar, dude. Do you want me to slap you? Oh, uh, you my know, gosh. Like, was, uh, yeah. So that was that was that was that night. It was at Fontana's in New York. But yeah, great band. That that first God, band. I, I thought they were a lot of fun. That's so funny. That's story? a funny story. No, my story with the guitar situation was a kid that I had auditioned in his mid twenties, and um, spoke with him twelve hours before the audition. Again, we're talking a couple of years ago. He mm-hmm. not only did he say he was coming to the audition, which was at noon on a Sunday. It's noon. He's not there. I call him. He forgot about the audition. Then he shows up with his girlfriend, but he doesn't have a guitar. That's <laughs> it. And luckily, uh, the owner of the studio had an acoustic, so he let him. But I was, I I spoke with you less than twelve hours ago. You said you're coming. You're excited. Yeah. Now you're now you forget about it, and then you show up without your guitar. Oh, that yeah, must be some, That must be some chick he was with. <laughs> no, she wasn't that attractive. Wow, well, I was gonna say, boy, if I, if I was with a chick that made me forget my guitar, I'd probably be a happy guy. Right, that's true. <laughs> no, actually, I'm sorry, it was his cousin. It wasn't even his girlfriend. It was his cousin. Oh, it's his cousin. Oh, oh man. Were they from Tennessee? Anyway, all right. Let me apologize <laughs> yeah, for that okay. one. Okay. I think right. it was Keeper. That, that went um, that right, went right to like Deliverance Land there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, thank I, you for I your. Digress. Feedback. No, that's fine. It's always fun to do that. Um, so, yeah, share with us any any particular crazy fans you guys have encountered along the way. Any interesting fan stories? 
Oh, Richie's oh, got Lord. some interesting. Richie's got some interesting fans. Richie, the, I'm going to pass the baton to you, buddy. Right under the bus. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, there there are some definite interesting fans that we've encountered. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, if you if you guys, it, it's a good thing I'm not on camera. My face is like a tomato right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you run into everything from people who think they're a lot closer to you than they actually are. Right. Um, you know, you get those people who just, they, they want to be part of the band so bad and they just want to be friends with you so bad that they don't really know that personal space, like you're in my bubble type of thing. And, uh, right. You know, they, they will reach out to you a lot more frequently than you're comfortable with. And it's it's hard. You know, you don't want to lose a fan and you don't want to lose a friend. And at the same time, it's like, are you going to be waiting at my doorstep when I, you know, when I go in to load my truck <laughs> right. into the show tonight? You know, you get those people. Right. Um, you get people who. Uh, um, Richie gets the stalkers. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Richie gets the enough. stalkers. Okay. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to circumnavigate what I'm saying, and Mark just yeah, thanks, man. That's just yeah. yeah that, oh, that's no. pretty much it. We, I've I've had a couple stalkers uh, through the course of our career, and it's it's uh it's always fun figuring out how to let those people down and uh yeah it, how, it, how do you do that oh well i'm the consolation prize i'm the consolation prize you see uh he just he <laughs> fires them off to me the penis <laughs> you what do you right, what like, do you look, do I, I throw them over at mark i'm saying you know you're like, you a really cool person i like you a lot but you might want to go talk to my guitar player <laughs> yeah, he says, oh uh, did you ever God. notice Mark? Did you ever really take a good look at Mark? He's got a nice bum. Perhaps you'd like Mark, you know. But he, he shovels him off to me. See? Oh, my like I'm the Like, con- I'm, I'm the consolation prize over here to, to, to uh, you know, this guy. It's, it's, That's it's funny. tough. That's my role. But, but all, know, in all, my role. all in all, my favorite Aww. my favorite crazy fan are, are the fans at the shows who might have a little too much to drink and then think – that they're a part of the show and they're a part of the band and they want to make their way on stage, you know, and they want to either play the keyboard with me or, or play Mark's guitar or jump right, on the microphone right. in the middle of the song. You know, th- those are the ones that, you know, they, they make it all worthwhile. And it's, uh, it's half frustrating, but half funny at the same time and half dangerous. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the life of an artist, isn't it? Right. Uh, when you right. when it's you look fun. back on it, you know, a couple of years down the road, when you look back, those are all going to be great memories. To be honest with you, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're just trying to we're just kind of talking it up because you know we're having a little fun tonight. But honestly, it's like it's all good. It really is. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. You know, just yeah. be out there and playing the people that dig your stuff. I mean, how can you not dig it? You know, when when it comes oh. right down to it. So I'll take it all. I'll take I'll take the good with the bad. I'll take all the nuts. You know, all of it. Um, you know, I wouldn't change what I do for anything in the world. Wow, Absolutely. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and again, there'll be some uh, good entertaining stories if you guys ever want to put a book together someday, too. So there you go. Oh, man. Well, we'll what probably make, make a couple happen. stories Thursday night, right? Let's let's make some new ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I am Definitely. so I am so ready to play that show. I swear I'm ready. I'm ready to pack my stuff and head over now. No kidding. I'm like I am ready to go. Go pull up a cart, a cot, Mark. Right. Go get your cot and just uh, hang out there and hope the pizza and a cup arrives and you know. You'll there, be you set. there you go. There you go. 
So cool. So why don't we um, let's check out your other uh, hit single, Broken Days? And again, please feel free to uh, introduce that one. You guys are going to hear Broken Days by Nove, um, a song that we just recently released a video for, which is viewable on uh, novemusic.com. Enjoy, guys. Cool. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Everyone, again, check out Broken Days by Nove.
Okay, everyone, again, you just heard Broken Days by the pop rock band Nove. And, again, be sure to check them out this Thursday, December 1st at the Stone Pony or December 2nd, this upcoming Friday at the Troc, also known as the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia. All right, guys, so you're back on. Very cool stuff. Hi there. Hi, Lucy. Who's who's that, that? Roman? Hi. Hello? That was Roman. (laughs) Everyone, that's that's Mark's son, Roman. He's a huge fan of the band. (laughs) Aw. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hello, Roman. (laughs) Hi, Carrie. Hey, how are you? Good. Are you a big fan of the band? What? Are you a big fan of the band, Nové? Do you like music? Yes. Yes? Okay, cool. <laughs> Is my dad. Hi, he's got to yeah, go. Yeah, it's your dad's band. <laughs> uh, he's a good, he's he's a good as, boy. He's a good kid. Aw. How old is he? He's five. Aw, he's, he's very cute. He's, he's, he's going to be a great drummer, that little guy. Oh, drumming's his thing? Yeah, he loves to drum. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's the age to start, man. I wish I started when I was five. How old were you when you started? I was 16. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. they say it's never too That's late, fine. so I actually got a keyboard for Christmas last year, and I'm starting to teach myself a little bit. I, br- I just it. do everything by head in terms of what, writing all my melodies, lyrics, and stuff like that. Never played an instrument, but I want to start learning something, so I've been uh, a little bit playing around with it. <laughs> Great. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And maybe, hopefully it's in my genes. I don't know if you guys, my uncle's name is Randy Edelman. He's a composer. He writes scores cool. for motion pictures and stuff, so maybe uh, maybe it'll come easy. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I was thinking, why don't we do some fun things, like ask you guys, and I've never done this before, and I've always wanted to do it, like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> My favorite color, I'd probably have to say red. Red? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a very passionate color. I'm I'm big on passion. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Rich? Well, that, that, that was, was rich. rich. Uh, let's, oh, let's no, I'm sorry. That, that was part. rich. I thought it was Mark. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. losing it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but for me, it's green. <laughs> green? Okay. And why green? Cool. What is what is it about green? It's outdoors. Okay. I think green, sometimes, you know, people say green with envy or red. Again, you got to remember, I work in corrections. Red, I think, very emotional. Anger sometimes. <laughs> Just yeah, a different interpretation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, did I pick up on something with Rich? Well, that's what color Rich sees if somebody shows up to the gig late. I got gotcha. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's, there's not too, it's not too ironic that Red's his favorite color. <laughs> uh, not at all. Right. Um, right. What's your favorite? What are you? Go ahead. What's that? No, I said, I'd like to switch to pink, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, then what does that say about you? Um, ah. What about <laughs> What about your favorite sport? 
I guess to watch. I, this is this this is Rich again. Um, yeah. My my favorite sport is is probably boxing, <clears throat> even though I'm, I'm afraid it's on the on its way down. Um, I, I do like MMA, but uh, just kind of grew up watching boxing with my dad my whole life, and uh, it's always been something that I follow closely. Cool. And what about you, Mark? Hockey. Hockey? Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What about your favorite TV show, if you guys watch TV? <clears throat> uh, I This is Rich. I haven't... Uh, haven't really watched anything religiously in a long time, but when I did, I was mm-hmm. a huge, huge fan of The Office and Modern Family. Those those shows nice. are just... I mean, fam, Family Guy is always going to be a, a that's ingrained in my heart. Um, <laughs> cool. But I'm, I'm a huge Office fan. I'm a big fan of Steve Carell and, and just, just great, great TV right there. Nice. Marky. And you, Mark? Mm, I, that's you know that's a tough one because I I don't I don't watch much TV. The only thing I watch is you know anything you know if I'm hanging with the little ones you know. But uh, right. yeah, I used to be a fan of The Office also. Okay, cool, very cool. So Yo Gabba Gabba for you, Mark. What's that? <laughs> I said so Yo Gabba Gabba for you then. Yeah, yeah, Yo Gabba Gabba. If I could just get the hat, I'll just give me that. <laughs> nice. What about your favorite animal? If you had a favorite animal, uh, or if you could be I've an animal? Always, always have been, and always will be a dog lover. I just, they, I love dogs. Cool. Yeah, same here, but specifically boxers. I've, I've always, you know, as a kid, I had a boxer, and then in mm-hmm. my 30s, I had a, you know, just a great boxer. They're just so loyal, and they're like, they, they're like people. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, dogs are awesome. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. when I was in the, well, I can't talk specifically where I work, but they came in with sometimes, you know, dogs to do investigations, and they came in with today with this. It was amazing. It was called a a Russian black terrier. It was crazy. It was mm-hmm. huge. You, you see how big I am. It's like, it was like, it was like a horse for me. <laughs> so it was really cool looking, really cool looking dog, though. Um, all right, and what's your favorite film or movie? Film. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the classics. I love. I like. I'm a big fan of like you know Beetlejuice, Willy Wonka. But if if I'm gonna pick a just one overall movie for its theme and everything, I'm gonna probably mm-hmm. go with Fight Club. I love that movie. Cool. Very cool. And and the book. The book was great too. But I think the movie was really really well done. For me, uh, Raging Bull and A Clockwork Orange. Oh, that is so funny you said that, Mark. I have that taped. I found it. I have never watched it. I start, and I'm a huge horror fan. I love horror and suspense movies. And I tried to start watching it. It was probably like six months ago. And I don't know why. In my mind, I just had a totally different interpretation of what I thought I was going to be seeing. I lasted like ten right. minutes. I couldn't get through it. So yeah. people said to me, you know what, you got to sit down because when people describe to me what it's about, especially with my psychology background, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to sit through it. I really want to see this. Um, so I have it taped. I just haven't watched it. Why, yeah, was that your, uh, why is boy, that one your favorite? Well, it was way ahead of its time. I remember um, I remember my, my mother took my oldest brother to see it when it came out. And I remember wow. the look on her face when she came home. 
Like, <laughs> holy guacamole. She had no idea that she was taking her son out to see that. And um, I remember when I saw it, it was just, just I mean, it just grabbed you by the by the collar, you know. Right. Um, it's, right. Not, it's not an easy movie to get through. Um, you know, there's the subject matter is pretty tough, but uh, it was very well done, way ahead of its time. It took a lot of chances. And I think the mm-hmm. guy went, you know, way out on a limb doing what he was doing. And um, interesting, you know, bravo just for the balls of it, you know. Right, right. Dude, right. I have that on. I have it on Blu-ray. I didn't know the. I didn't know you loved that movie. I'll bring the Blu-ray over next time I come by. So, and uh, and just Raging Bull, just <laughs> you know, that to me is just an absolute classic. Um, nice. Yeah. Good film. Good film. Cool. Yeah. So I that was just some little fun things I wanted to do with you guys just to do something different. Um, yeah, so why don't you feel free to share whatever else you would like to share with the audience and, of course, probably again your shows and your website and all that other good stuff, and then uh, we'll wrap things up. Sure. Well, first of all, we just want to say thanks again for having us back on. It's like we always have fun with you. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, I, and as I mentioned, you know, it's uh, when you make connections with people, it's important to uh, to really to cherish those connections. So, you know, I'm glad that we that we communicate directly on Facebook. You know, I feel like we've made a new friend in you, so that's really cool. Um, Same here. I don't have Mutual. any more any more stories to share. Um, I would like <laughs> to just remind everyone that if you want to check us out live, um, you can do so this Thursday. Come out to the Stone Pony, um, about seven o'clock. Doors open. Um, tickets are eight bucks at the door. Um, if you have college ID, it's only five bucks to watch the whole show. So I think that's a really cool deal. And then the following day, Friday, December 1st, we'll be down at the Troc in Philly. Uh, tickets are 16 bucks. You'll see six of, the, of Philly's best bands. Um, you can get the tickets on our website, novemusic.com. Awesome. Well said, guys. So, again, it was great having you guys back on. And as I always say, I'd love to have you back on in the future. So uh, hopefully we'll be hearing some new music soon, and we'll definitely bring you back on to promote that material when it's uh, ready to go. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thanks, cool. Carrie. I'm looking forward cool. to seeing you on Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. We will dedicate a way from me to you. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. it. It does mean a lot to me to see that you guys support me, too. So thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Okay, All right. So have a great night, and uh, I'll see you guys Thursday. Good night, cool. everybody. Bye, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. All right, again, everyone, you just heard from Nove. Check them out at novemusic.com, and please come check out one of their shows this week. If you didn't catch the uh, whole show, you can tune into the podcast, which will be available within five minutes after uh, the show is over. Please, tomorrow night, feel free to tune in. It's going to be a really cool show. We have uh, children's songwriters coming on, Chris and Lou. They go by, and you can check them out at chrisandlou.com, and that's C-R-I-S-A-N-D-L-O-U.com. And this is going to be a really cool episode because it's it's definitely people doing something different out there. They do a lot of charity events. Uh, their music is very educational-related um, as a means to help kids learn to do different tasks like sharing and going to the bathroom. Um, so it's going to be a really cool interview. So please come back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock p.m., and that is Wednesday, November 30th. And, again, we have so many 
amazing upcoming interviews, musicians, comedians, filmmakers. Uh, I have a a comic book writer coming on in a couple of weeks. So, again, please feel free to tune in, check out the show. We've got 50 podcasts available. And if you want to become a guest, you can um, search for me on Facebook. You can search Carrie Edelman. Uh, You could also search The Carrie Edelman Show. Follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And if you want to email me, it is Edelman at hotmail.com. Thanks again so much for the support tonight, and we will be back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock p.m. And lastly, sorry, I forgot to mention, we are going to lead off with my single, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my album, and you can find it on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. Thanks again, and have a great night.